Welcome to the Whole House Podcast, where you can find home, health, and family all in one place. Our team is comprised of moms from different upbringings and backgrounds. We each have different giftings and passions representing individual rooms, and together we are the Whole House. So grab a cup of coffee and join us for the Whole House Podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. Welcome to Positive Adoption, part of my room in the Whole House. I've been doing a series on instead of tips, which I started a couple weeks ago with an introduction. So if you missed that, you should go back and listen to that. And then last week I did the instead of tip, the first one. So what are instead of tips? These are things that you can do instead of traditional parenting, because we know that For kids who have had trauma in their life, traditional parenting just doesn't work. So instead of just leaving you with that, because I remember we were doing a workshop for the counselors in our area, the school counselors, and the lady who was in charge of the event had told me afterwards, like, we hear over and over again that trauma affects these kids. But nobody is telling us what to do instead of. So we developed this little infographic. Um, You can find it on our printable resource page on thewholehouse.org with these instead of tips. So I wouldn't want to be left hanging. I don't like to be like, here's the science and here's what how it affects your kiddos and all this stuff, but now you're just left hanging because you don't know what to do. So that's what these instead of tips are in my very wordy way of saying it. So the first one last week was instead of a lecture, use simple language about 8 to 12 words. So what I'm going to talk about today is instead of waiting for behavior to intensify, respond quickly. But before I do, I'm just going to read through the list of all of the eight instead of tips. Instead of a lecture, use simple language, about eight to 12 words. Instead of waiting for behavior to intensify, respond quickly. Instead of giving orders, offer simple choices. Instead of just correcting, give immediate retraining and a redo. Instead of expecting a child to know, clarify expectations. Instead of isolating when a child is dysregulated, keep the child near you. Instead of only noticing the bad behaviors, offer praise for success. Instead of taking it personally, remember there is a need behind the behavior. So those are all eight of them. And like I said, you can find them on our printable resource page. And also, there's a whole article about these, why traditional parenting doesn't work and what does work. And in my book, How to Have Peace When Kids Are in Chaos, when your kids are in chaos, for adoptive and foster parents, there's a whole chapter on this. And um, in the course that accompanies that, if you're interested in that, there's a whole module. There's two modules on this. So let's get into, instead of waiting for behaviors to intensify, respond quickly. 
This is a tough one in our day and age and generation. So many times we just want to be couch potato parents. You know, we've all done it or we see it regularly where the parent, instead of getting up, is just yelling across the room. And the child actually knows from experience that he's pretty safe until you get up off the couch. But what happens is when you have a kid who's had trauma in their past, that behavior can intensify pretty quickly. So that matter of seconds can make a huge, huge difference. And yes, it is tiring. It's exhausting to have to keep jumping up and responding or stopping what you're doing because I'm not insinuating that all we do is sit on the couch. That was just an example. It is exhausting, but at the same time, in the long run, it's beneficial to you and your child because the more that you respond immediately to the behavior, the more that you're going to quell the meltdown, the more that you're going to avert the meltdown, and the more you're going to have peace in your home. And isn't that what we want? Isn't that what this is all about? We want to have harmony and peace. And we want to have, we have this picture in our mind of what we want our home to look like and feel like. And I'm not talking about the furniture. I'm just talking about, we don't want that tension in our home. We don't want to be constantly reacting to our kids' behaviors. We want to be proactive as much as we can. And when we do have to react, if we respond quickly, it's going to make a huge difference. Because like I said, we know that kids from hard places can go from zero to 10 in less than two seconds. So we've all done it. We've seen the precursor to a meltdown or a potential fight brewing over a toy, but we wait. We wait because it isn't that bad yet, or it hasn't gotten violent. The next thing you know, the situation is out of control. But sometimes it helps to stop and ask yourself, why wait? Wouldn't you rather spend five minutes addressing the behavior and reconnecting now, or spend the next two hours living with the fallout. Now, if you're raising a child that has had trauma, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, the fallout can be two hours of screaming and meltdown and door slamming and wall punching and throwing the game controller and all of those things. They're just chaotic. Now, I'm not promising you that those things will just go away, but if you begin to respond quickly to behavior, if you have a preset response, then those will begin to diminish and they will be a little bit more manageable and there will be a little bit more peace in your home. So lean towards addressing an issue while it is just a tiny little seed instead of waiting until it grows into a giant oak tree. You know, we hear the the saying that um, 
Faith is like a mustard seed. And if you've ever seen a mustard seed, it's teeny tiny. Like you can hold it on the tip of your finger and it's still like this little minuscule thing. But it will grow like our faith grows. Well, I'm just going to say to you that sometimes those behaviors are like that tiny little mustard seed that just sprouts into a tree over a few seconds. And you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Like you have this behavior that just seems maybe a little bit annoying or um, kids are just grumbling or fighting over a toy and you're thinking, all right, I'll deal with that in five minutes. Well, five minutes from now is, is too late because it's out of control. So I'm going to share a little story. Recently, my daughter and I were on our way to the zoo with her son. We were meeting her sister and her kiddos for a day of fun. Four grandkids plus the zoo, that equals fun. As usual, we talked about our trips together when, we, when she was growing up. Zoo trips, field trips, vacations, etc. And so my grandson was watching a show on the iPad and he was pretty contented. And then it ended and he was getting a little fussy. And she, I said, you know what, I can start a new one. She's like, Mom, you have to crawl over the back seat. And then she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I remember, I remember used to crawl over the back seat to the other seat in the way back. We called it the way back because she said like, oh my goodness, she used to do that all the time to get us to calm down. And I did. And I know if you were like those safety conscious parents right now, you're judging me because I used to crawl back. And sometimes I would crawl back there, especially on a long trip and sit on the floor to help my kiddos regulate before it got out of control. Because riding in a car either for 15 minutes or four hours, kids can get dysregulated pretty fast, especially if they've had trauma. So yeah, I used to crawl over the seat, sit on the floor, and I'm just using that as an example. You'll have to figure out in your own life, you know, what really sets your kids off? What are their triggers? And Think about it. How long does it take you to respond to something? Do you know their levels? Do you have like, you know, we have the terrorist threat levels. Do you have colors for your levels? Like, okay, they're at a pink right now. We're okay. Until they raise to a purple, then it's dangerous. And then they're going to raise to a red. You know, do you have it? Like, do you know in your mind, like what level your kid is at? Um, just another personal example, like we were just out, um, out to eat on Valentine's day with my daughter and her two year old son. And he had just come from from a Valentine's party. So he had had plenty to eat. So he decided that stabbing his, cutting his pizza was all he wanted to do with it. So we ended up taking it home. But she said to me, I know that he just needs to get down and run around because he's already been in the car to a party and then the party's a little restricting even though you think your kids are having fun. It's still stressful for them. They are having fun, but it's stress can be a good stress and still be exhausting. Like he just needs to get down and run around. So she knew that and you know that about your kids. So um, we did go to Barnes & Noble, and he did run around and play with the train set. 
But anyway, the point is, you know. And if you don't know, then take some time to think about your kid's behavior and think about what sets them off and how quickly you can respond to those behaviors or be proactive, have a plan in place. Like, I know if this child does this for too long, it's going to make him become dysregulated. So I need to either have something else for him to do, or I need to stop the activity at that time. And here's a really big thing. You are the parent. You are in control. I know in our society, there's so much pressure to be doing what everybody else is doing, to keep up with what everybody else is doing. But guess what? You don't have to. You can make the choices for your child. You can say, you know what? This child is exhausted after this one activity. We're not doing the next one. Or maybe you belong to a homeschool group. And I've had friends who have done this where they say, you know what? Participating in this class is okay. He's good with that. But participating in three classes is just too much for him. He can't regulate for that whole period of time. So he will do this one and he will benefit from it. But if you give in to the pressure and say, I have to do all the things, then probably that, that child who could only regulate for one class period is going to end up getting nothing out of the three classes if you make him participate. And he will be frustrated and you will be frustrated and it will be chaotic. I'm just telling you. So I'm giving you permission. If you can't give yourself permission to say, you know what, Kathleen on the podcast gave me permission to say, my kid doesn't have to do that. I can be the parent. I'm in control. I can choose what he does or doesn't do. And I've shared this in my book, How to Have Peace When Your Kids Are in Chaos. Like there was a season where we just said, we're not doing sports. We did them for years and it was like every single night. Now we did get back into them slowly, individual sports, but for a while it was just like, we just need a break. We're not going to do soccer every single night. And my husband and I were going two different directions every night with, he had a set of kids and I had a set of kids and we finally just said, okay, stop, like stop the merry-go-round. I want to get off. You can do that. So I kind of got off track, but not really, because that's responding to the behavior and the chaos and saying, we want some peace. So thanks for joining me today on Positive Adoption, and I will be sharing tip number three next week, and I will see you then. Bye. We're so glad you could join us on the Whole House Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on our Facebook page and on Instagram at the underscore whole underscore house. You can also follow us on thewholehouse.org by email to receive our newsletter and keep up to date on things happening at the Whole House.